Welcome, my friends, once again to another podcast. Well, we continue to fight the coronavirus all around us. We continue to worry about how we're treating one another in kindness and hope for the future. We continue to grapple with politicians all around us as the election grows nearer and nearer. But today, we're going to call ourselves to worship with a beautiful old song by Stephen Foster. And then we're going to share in a scripture about how it's important to go out and work for the kingdom, how that's how we can define our lives and make them successful. How much work have you done for the kingdom of God this week? And then we'll end with a moment in which we tell stories about what it's like to serve God in this world. Our call to worship is called Hard Times, or sometimes Hard Times Come Again No More. It's an American parlor song written by the famous Stephen Foster. It was published in New York in 1854 and simply called Foster's Melody No. 28. It was well known and popular in its own day, both in America and overseas in Europe. The song asks the fortunate to consider the plight of the less fortunate. The very first audio recording of this song was actually on a wax cylinder by the Edison Manufacturing Company in 1905. But since that time, it's been recorded and performed too many times to list. Some of the famous performers that have done this on records are Emmylou Harris, Bob Dylan, Willie Nelson, James Taylor, and so many others. So let's call ourselves to worship with Hard Times by Stephen Foster. Let us pause in life's pleasures and count its many tears while we all sup sorrow with the poor. There's a song that will linger forever in our ears. Oh, hard times come again no more. Tis the song of the sigh of the weary. Hard times, hard times come again no more. Many days you have lingered around my cabin door. Oh, hard times come again no more. While we seek mirth and beauty and hear it bright and gay, there are frail forms fainting at the door. Though their voices are silent, their pleading looks will say, Oh, hard times come again no more. Tis the song of the sigh of the weary. Hard times, hard times come again no more. Many days you have lingered around my cabin door. Oh, hard times come again no more. There's a pale drooping maiden who toils her life away with a worn heart whose better days are o'er. Though her voice would be merry, tis sighing all the day. Oh, hard times come again no more. Tis the song of the sigh of the weary. 
hard times come again no more. Many days you have lingered around my cabin door. Oh, hard times come again no more. Tis a sigh that is wafted across the troubled way. Tis a wildness hurled upon the shore. Tis a dirge that is murmured around the lonely grave. Oh, hard times come again no more. Tis the song of the sigh of the weary. Hard times, hard times come again no more. Many days you have lingered around my cabin door. Oh, hard times come again no more. Tis the song of the sigh of the weary. Hard times, hard times come again no more. Many days you have a linger around my cabin door. Oh, hard times come again no more. Today's scripture reading is from Luke, the 10th chapter, and it's all about a group of people that Jesus sends out to do work for the kingdom in the community. We don't really hear too much about this group. It's sometimes called the 70 or the 72, depending on which translation you read, but it's not the same group entirely as the disciples. Now, in another place, the disciples are sent out, but in this case, 70 people are sent out to do the work of the kingdom, and in this passage today comes that most famous phrase, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. And that's really the theme for today's worship service. The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. So here is Luke, the 10th chapter, the first 20 verses. After this, the Lord appointed 70 others, and sent them on ahead of him in pairs to every town and every place where he himself intended to go. He said to them, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, ask the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Go on your way. See, I am sending you out like lambs into the midst of wolves. Carry no purse, no bag, no sandals. Greet no one on the road. Whatever house you enter, first say, Peace to this house. And if anyone is there who shares in peace, your peace will rest on that person. But if not, it will return to you. Remain in that same house, eating and drinking whatever they provide, for the laborer deserves to be paid. Do not move about from house to house. Whenever you enter a town and its people welcome you, eat what is set before you. Cure the sick who are there, and say to them, The kingdom of God has come near to you. But whenever you enter a town and they do not welcome you, go out into its street and say, Even the dust of your town that clings to our feet we wipe off in protest against you. Yet know this, the kingdom of God has come near. And then let's skip down to the 17th verse. The seventy all returned with joy, saying, Lord, in your name, even the demons submit to us. And Jesus said to them, I watched Satan fall from heaven like a flash of lightning. See, 
I have given you authority to tread on snakes and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing will hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice at this, that the spirits submit to you, but instead rejoice that your names are written in heaven. Our hymn today is a great song from Ben Harper's 2003 album called Diamonds on the Inside. It's simply called With My Own Two Hands. The lyrics focus on how changes in the world can come about even when a single person decides to take action. Even if that action seems small, it can indeed, one moment, one step at a time, change the world. The song, which was played in regular rotation on European radio stations for months, the song's popularity in Europe was so important that Ben Harper was awarded French Rolling Stones Artist of the Year Award in 2003. So this is today's hymn, With My Own Two Hands, by Ben Harper.
My thanks today to my son Ben, who engineered and provided the extra instruments for today's hymn, and as always, to the youth group kids who were at Newtown Presbyterian Church for that sparkling rendition of Ben Harper's song. The scripture lesson today from Luke helps us understand something about service to God. Jesus sends out 70 people to go out and do something in the community. He doesn't tell them exactly what to do. He encourages them by telling them the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. And that also helps them understand that what they do really matters. He sends them out with some instruction about how to act, how to receive the gifts of people in the community, how to welcome the hospitality they may receive, how to shake the dust from their sandals if they don't receive hospitality, because there's plenty of other places to go. And when they come back, after being out an indeterminate length of time, they're just amazed. They start off by saying, Lord, in your name, even demons submit to us. Anything we wanted to do, we were able to accomplish because we went out in your love. And then Jesus offers a small chastisement in saying, be proud of the fact of what you've done, but don't be proud of the work you did. Be proud of the fact that you were able to serve God. There is a humility in that closing statement in today's scripture passage. Don't be proud of all the things that you do, but be proud of the fact that you are serving God. Well, we live in a pandemic time, and who knows how long it's going to last. None of us have any idea. And yet, if you look around, you can see amazing acts of kindness happening all around us, amazing moments when people are rising to the surface as if they'd been sent out by Christ and with this same kind of instruction. Not exactly what they should do, but the fact that they should give their time and their energy and their effort to making a difference in the kingdom. And as God sent out the 70 through Christ's instruction, so too people during this pandemic have been sent out. It doesn't take very much work to look on the news or read online. In the past few months, the random acts of kindness have been too numerous to even mention. There have been so many people rising to the occasion. You've seen them. You've heard about them. If you've listened at all or paid any attention and tried to see past the rattling sabers of politicians thinking that legislation can solve this problem, instead look at the people, what the people are doing. It's amazing to me as you look through the internet. The past few weeks I have been looking through the internet and it's not hard to find examples of just exactly what I'm talking about. Let me give you just a few small examples of the things people have been doing. Two young New York City residents created a network of over 1,300 volunteers in just 72 hours in order to deliver, deliver food and medicine to elderly people in New York and New Jersey. Liam Elkind, a junior at Yale, and Simone Policano, an actor and a producer, created a network because they had no work, and they called it Invisible Hands. They recruited members of the community who were least at risk for contacting COVID-19 and enlisted them to provide services to the elderly and others who are most at risk. In order to request a delivery, you went, simply went to the website, filled out a form with the details of your request, and a volunteer would call to confirm. 
And then they discovered that a lot of elderly people couldn't get on their website, so they created a phone number. The volunteers would then pick up the item, deliver them, while maintaining proper social distancing. Volunteers in Iran have turned shuttered mosques into makeshift spaces where they come together during prayer time to sew face masks for others, prepare food packages for those in need, and pray for one another. As cases continue to, store, to soar in Iran, mosques have been closed for worship for many months across the country, but now some are getting a new purpose. As people who are volunteers will come together, use the space in the mosque to create these wonderful pop-up community shelters and places to make face masks and prepare food packages. Many customers throughout the world have been paying it forward. When they go to a restaurant in America or overseas, they leave extra money for a tip, and they leave a note with the tip saying, can you give this money to all those waitresses and waiters who are no longer working now that I'm just taking out? As news broke that Houston restaurants would have to close their dining rooms and offer only takeout and delivery to stop the spread of coronavirus, an anonymous couple decided to lend the staffers a helping hand. After picking up a takeout order of $90, the couple left a whopping $2,000 cash tip with another $7,500 tip on a credit card. The note on the bill said, hold this tip to pay your guys over the next few weeks. A similar situation happened at Coach's Bar and Grill in Columbus, Ohio, only this time the customer just simply left a $10 bill to be split up among employees. When others heard about it, that $10 tip grew to be a contribution from hundreds of people, totaling almost $100,000. A fitness instructor in Spain has offered free classes from his rooftop for people who are isolated in apartments and homes nearby. After Spain underwent a nationwide lockdown, this fitness instructor from the group Sanyo Sevilla had a workout class from his rooftop. The instructor guided those from surrounding balconies who could see him on the rooftop in a group fitness exercise. It was so popular that he did it every night for almost two months, sending the message that even though people are confined to their homes, there still can be a collective effort to maintain health and hope. You may have already heard about NBA players, including Kevin Love and Zion Williamson and others, who donated sums of money to help support the hourly stadium workers who aren't able to go back to work. Kevin donated $100,000 to Cleveland stadium workers, and Zion Williamson pledged hundreds of thousands of dollars to the hourly stadium workers, all of who have lost their jobs. I know you've also heard about school districts offering curbside ways to feed students while classes are canceled because teachers and staff understand that so many U.S. students and students around the world who regularly eat school lunches depend on this free or reduced-priced school lunch as their main source of daily nutrition. Here's what some school districts are doing. In Houston, school districts are offering drive through meal service. In San Francisco, they offered 18 food pickup sites all across the city. We know that families are going to be coming in to get school lunches, said San Francisco's Paul Ash. At the same time, we're giving them the opportunity to get groceries. Some non-school leaders are helping, too. Healthy food advocate Jen Yates 
and Chef David Gloss are providing free, no-question-asked meals to vulnerable families to prevent hunger while schools and restaurants are closed in Arlington, Virginia. Here's one of my favorites. In New Jersey, the family of 11-year-old Jaden Perez bought some hand sanitizers in bulk at a Costco at the end of February. His mother, Anna Rosado, told NorthJersey.com that Jaden became concerned that some students he had heard of didn't have hand sanitizer because they were selling out everywhere. So he decided the family should donate a thousand hand sanitizers to the local school district, an additional 200 to the police station, fire department, and public library. Little Jaden Perez, 11 years old. Last week, professional runner Rebecca Mara shared a story about a couple in their late 80s who called out to her from their car, getting her attention in a grocery store parking lot. They told her they were nervous about going into the store because older adults faced heightened risk from the coronavirus. So they asked her if they gave her $100 at a grocery list, would she go shop for them? Mara was so impressed with the fact that they trust her. She went in, bought their groceries, and loaded them in the truck. This story resonated because Mara did what I think or hope many of us would do in the same situation. And then she wrote on Twitter, Frankly, most people I know would have done the same thing I did. I was just in the right place at the right time. And here's a good one. A woman texted Mudgy's Deli and Wine Bar in Detroit. And here's what she said. Hi, Greg, or any other person that this reaches. I don't live in the Detroit area anymore these days, but I always make it a point to visit your deli when I'm in town. I know this is a challenging time, with the auto show that was supposed to be there this summer now moved indefinitely. So I'd like to do my part to help out. I'd like to make a takeout order for any set amount, and then you prepare whatever food you like and deliver it to somebody else. Deliver it to a charity, if you like, or some person that you know is in need during this time of the coronavirus lockdown. You see, every one of these, and so many hundreds of others, are examples of things that people can do when they're sent out by love to do kindness acts to other people. It doesn't have to be anything big. It can be something small. It doesn't have to be anything that anyone else reports on. In fact, most of these things that happened aren't reported. I happen to catch most of these off of the internet by searching. But going out to help other people, going out to be sent by the love of God, going out and making sure you don't require any kind of reward for what you do, gives us an opportunity to change the world. It doesn't seem like much, but it is much. In fact, it might be everything. Going out and spreading these kindness acts these random acts of kindness, as they've often been called, is something during the pandemic that have really risen to the surface. I know this is a terrible time, and I do not want to make light of the fact that so many hundreds of thousands of people have passed away from this. But in the midst of all of this, in the middle of all this anger and wrangling from one side of the aisle to the other in politics, in the middle of a time when everybody seems somewhat depressed and down about all that's happening in our world, there are amazing things happening. It's almost as if Christ has sent out the 70 or the 70,000 or the 70 million. 
sent them out and given them instruction just to do something to make a helpful difference. It doesn't matter what faith you are. It doesn't matter what country you live in. There are possibilities all around you. So I have to leave us with this question. As you look back over the week just past, since the last time we gathered on this podcast, have we done anything? Have we been sent out by God like the 70 to do some random act of kindness and then done something amazing? We didn't tell anybody about it, but have we done it? I believe that the way in which our lives should be judged, and in fact, in God's eyes, the way our lives are judged, is by these small acts of kindness. So I implore all of us. I challenge all of us. I convict all of us. In the week to come, before we gather again for the next podcast, go do something. If you're not all that creative, then call. Call and see if someone could use a phone call or a moment in which they have someone who's human to talk to. Think about someone who's isolated. It doesn't have to be anything magnificent. Just reach out and do a random act. You have been sent out by the love of God. There may not be 70 of us. There may not be 70,000 of us. There may be 70 million of us. And all of us have been sent out to do something. So I implore us, I challenge us, I convict us all. Do something, because we are being sent out. Let's pray together. Lord, I ask that you convince me, this is my time to shine. This is my moment to rise. Not because I'm so great, but because your power is so great in me. Don't let another week go by. Give me the opportunity to do something to help, to not be a part of the problem, but to be part of a random act of kindness. In the name of Jesus, I pray all these things. Amen. Well, my friends, this podcast has come to an end. Until we meet again, let me offer this benediction. May the road rise to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face. May the rains fall soft upon your fields. And may God hold you in the palm of his hand. May God hold you in the palm of his hand. Amen. Amen. The service here has ended. May we go in peace. Amen.